episode 50 of Flight Football and anything else. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Well, Mike, still better than most, not as good as some. How about you? What's going on? I'm not too bad. Kind of curious to see if our uh, attempts to keep the pod industry alive with episode 15, but yet maintaining our rules, the governing bodies have set forth with social distancing as you are located in the South studios while I'm located in the North studios. First time ever, 15 episodes deep and we're apart. Kind of get a little teary eyed, Dave. I know it. I know it. This is, this is kind of different fun. It's a, you know, from a learning some other technology, I guess. Yeah, so we'll see how it works. So to all our, our millions and millions of listeners out there, bear with us as this is the first time we're using the uh, Anchor.fm mobile app to do the entire podcast. So give us a break, all million of you. Um, on today's show, episode 15, we're literally traveling the country and back. Uh, we got three brews. Uh, the first is in California, and then we come all the way back across the country and try one from Massachusetts. And then we go back across the country for another California brew. And I wonder if any of them will be in the ranks of, for me, it's Z's Pet Polar Bear at 4.5, Helmet Breaker at 4.4, and Abrasive Double IPA at 4.3, while your favorites are the Founder CBS at 4.4 with the Rye Hipster Brunch Stout at 4.4. And then you have a Falls Porter and a Strawberry Smoothie, both at four and a quarter. So mm-hmm. wonder if uh, any of the three will come close to any of those offerings we've sampled at the pod. First one up for bed, Blood Orange Brew Free or Die from 21st Amendment Brewery from San Leonardo, California. Has 70 IPUs and it's a... 7% alcohol by volume. Untapped rating is 3.80. So right what do you say? We crack these bad boys open and uh, All right. give it a pour here. Let's do it. I've got a good pour going. How about you? I had an excellent pour going. Then I set the uh, glass down to capture the poor and there hasn't been this much head since uh, Nina Hartley video. <laughs> I still have a good pour. All right. Nice orange, as you would expect from the name. Yep. Blood orange, you got orange, orange uh, scent and an orange yeah. color. So we won't be able to tap the glasses, but we can ping. Here we shoot. go. There you go. Cheers. Oh, that's that's real good. Real pleasant orange taste. Mm-hmm. Almost like drinking orange juice with a little IPA taste to it. <laughs> so um, what's a, like, a, like an IPA mimosa kind of? Exa- yeah, exactly. I think that would that's a good description, actually. I like that. Um well uh 
on this day in sports, since all we have to do in sports these days is talk about history, Dave. 38 years ago today, Michael Jordan hit the shot that beat Georgetown for the national title. That was, also, that was good. also, one year ago today, the Rays beat the Astros four to two. Why did, I bring, right. why did I bring that game up? That's because we were there together. Exactly. That's one year ago today. Um, and then I remember, one year, going to that ga- I remember to go into that game and you're like, man, the, uh, the Rays really suck. You know, they're not a, they're not a very good team. And, and we watched them and they, they manhandled the Astros. Yeah. And like, and the other thing that I was worried about is all the horror stories I heard about uh, that dome and all of us, uh, Nick, Max, Liz, Shelly, yourself, uh, we all, the, the cleanliness, the friendliness, the food choices. Um, oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was, it was very, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and then 28 years ago last night, Christian Leitner hit the shot versus Kentucky in the East Regional Final. So, <laughs> I just watched that 30 for 30 not too long ago. Uh, the I Hate Christian Leitner. Yeah, I hate Christian Leitner, 30 for 30. That's a that's a good one. That's actually one of my favorite 30 for 30s. And uh, for my money, and obviously in this day and age, nobody's going to play four seasons anymore, but I think you got to consider him maybe Lou Alcender, but Leitner's got to be in the top three college basketball players of all time. Well, especially since you got somebody that holds, does he still hold the scoring record for the NCAA tournament? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. He appeared, in, he appeared in four straight Final Fours, um, but yeah. Anyway, nobody won it this year, so enough yeah. college basketball, I guess. Right. Um, baseball. Um, last week we had plenty of NFL action to talk about because the NFL is king, and baseball being America's past its prime time, um, made a little bit of noise this week. Um, because a lot of people right. are wondering what they're going to do with the schedule, if they're going to play, what they're going to do. And I've heard everything from doing a lot of seven inning double headers, um, et cetera, et cetera. And right. I have a few proposed changes. I would like to the MLB to try to in an attempt to get the season in, but okay. you have any, I, I have one suggestion, but I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, all right. Here's my plan. Since the president, just before we started recording, uh, put the social distancing order in effect until April 30th. Uh, my plan actually, there is some substance to it. Um, I say if the baseball season were to start, let's say the Tuesday after Memorial day, that would be May 26th. That would be about 127 days until Sunday, September 27th, which is the actual end of the regular season. Um, if you started on that, I say you play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're at home for six games against two different teams. And then on Monday, you fly out. And then you would go play somewhere Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have to necessarily alter every single week, but June there would be eight three-game sets, July 10, August 8, September 8. So that's 34 
three-game series. 34 times three is a 102-game schedule. Right. Uh, every Monday would be an off day. You would play the okay. team in your division, home and away, three times each. And then you would play the other divisions, kind of like the NFL does it. Like, for instance, if uh, you're a Tiger fan, I'm a Red Sox fan, we're in the eighth. Uh, well, you're not in the same division as me anymore. I'm turning back the clock. The Red Sox, we'll use the Red Sox. They're in the East. Okay. This year, they would play the AL Central on the road, uh, one series each. And then they would play the uh, AL West on at home, one series each. That would be 10 series. And then you would have 10 and 10 is 20, which would leave you 14 more series to play within your division. Now, the only drawback to this, I believe for one year, Milwaukee would have to come back to the American League and go in the Central. Or the Marlins would have to come to the American League East. and Or the Rays would have to go to the National League. So it would be 16-14. Because in my, my system, you shit can inter, interleague play. That gives you 102 games, and people are thinking, well, wait, what about rainouts? Rainouts would be made up late Mondays during the season if the games are going to be meaningful. And if it's, you know, if a, it has no bearing yeah. on the standings, then you just don't make it up. You got 102 games because I would actually like that. That would be a drastic change to a game that is steeped in tradition, but there's no way they're going to play 162 games. And if they play seven inning doubleheaders, oh. I'm out. Yeah. No. No. Um, that would be – they might as well do the gym class version of, uh, you know, you, you can stay on base if you want to. You can put as many people on a single base. Have you ever heard of that? Like four base? They go to four base baseball? No, I haven't. No? Where, where if you get on base, you, you don't necessarily – there's no forced – there's no forced running. You can put – 10 players on a base, but you can also, if you get 10 players on third base, you know, and you hit a dinger, you know, that's 11 runs. Yeah. I, I'm I just saying before that one either, but <laughs> that wasn't your suggestion. Was it? Yeah, I don't, yeah. One of the dilemmas in one of the articles I read is just because, you know, how, how, you know, the ballparks are scheduled and, you know, if this ballpark doesn't get as many games as that ballpark, do they get robbed from, you know, their revenue, then that's going to be an issue. And, um, well, that's, that's why with my system, everybody's getting, um, 51 home games, 51 away games, because, yeah, I, I mean, it would take some doing because you would really, they would have to basically reinvent the wheel because the schedule for this year is already in place. But obviously, we're missing game. We've already missed a week's worth of games, and I think Memorial Day weekend is a best case scenario. And I think to make all you know these mind bending huge changes to the game, you got kind of the players where you want them because their money's guaranteed. And the most important thing for a lot of players, like Mookie Betts, this year, even if they don't play, this year is counting contract wise. So Mookie, Mookie Betts, who is supposed to be a free agent next year, 
is still going to be a free agent next year, whether they play a game or not. And that was the big concession the players wanted. So now I think to do something radical, like I'm proposing, you know, sending the uh, Marlins into the American league East with the Rays and, you know, have it every Monday is your day off. I, I think that's, you, you could get the players more willingly to accept it because they got what they wanted. They've got their salary and their years of service are still counting. So right. um, that's my take. Now, like I say, cause I don't, I mean, I don't mind going to the loons, you know, every once in a while they have the, you know, low a ball schedules, a, you know, a seven inning double header, you get in for your $7 lawn seat, you walk around, have three, four, 11 beers, whatever the case may be. And you're watching, if you're lucky, you're watching decent baseball for 14 innings and then you're home in 20 minutes. But right. for, the, for the big leagues to do that, I'm against stuff like that. And then to extend the season into uh, Thanksgiving Christmas, as I've seen, and just move out all the playoffs and everything to neutral indoor warm weather sites. I'm a hundred percent against that. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, whatever option they can, they can like, like you suggested, um, the players are going to need their days off or you're just going to have shitty baseball in the fall. Um, you know, if you just, if you, if you, ride them into the ground with game after game, after game, after game, after game, after game. So somewhere in there, like with your suggestion, make sure they have at least a day off uh, a week or two in some cases. And then um, either what you suggested or some, some combination of the two double headers a week um, along with, what do, you, what do you think about, you know, and, and I can't remember what pod, it was, but we talked about we should cancel pretty much all the all-star events for all the major sports because they're just getting kind of dumb. Um, you know, I think baseball lends itself to, they, you know, they play pretty hard because, um, um, well, I don't know. Do they play hard? Well, sure they do. I mean, they're, you know, they're the greatest in the world at what they do. So it may not look difficult, but they say hitting the baseball is the most difficult thing in sports. So yeah, they work hard. I mean, sure, sure. As opposed to as opposed to the two hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty one uh, NBA All Star game, um, right? <laughs> where there's zero D, zero D. It's just basically a, a dunk contest from one end of the floor to the other. Yeah, this year I don't think there's going to be able. To, there's not going to be time to have an All Star break. So if you can't yeah. work six days a week for you know, what did Mookie bet sign $27 million? You can't work six days a week for four months yeah. for, for uh, 29, 39, $49, million, whatever it is he's, those guys signed for. Well, yeah. then enter the real world and, you know, exactly. Do yep. what you I get, do. Oh. Yeah. But, I'm uh, all about that. So I'm all about that. All right. Uh, you ready to rate? Yeah. Brew free or die, bloody orange IPA. Yeah. Yes, I am ready to rate this bad boy or die. All right, so would normally be my house hosting, but so I will go first. You mean the North Studio, Mike? Yes, the North Studio. Thank you, Dave. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give the blood orange brew free or die. I I was real giddy first taste. But as I drank 
the remainder of the can, the orange really sits heavy. And I, I don't really, I don't drink that much orange juice for breakfast. So I'm going to go just underneath the untapped crowd and I will go 3.65. Hmm. All right. I, um, yeah, I'm still not for me. I'm not, I, I like the fruitier IPAs anyway, or at least they, that lends to my palate more. I'm still enjoying this quite a bit. I'm going to go, I'm going to go just a hair above the untapped crowd and say 3.85. All right. Second item up for bid on the price is right. Virtuoso. Hazy double IPA from Wauburn, Massachusetts. Lord Hobo Brewing Company. The untapped crowd really liked it at 4.03. And it's it's our heavy hitter of the night, Dave. Comes in with 80 IBUs and a nice robust 8.8 on the on the old alcohol scale. Two two snowmen. Two snowmen. That's right. The double eighters. Right, I'm gonna crack this bad boy. Hopefully get some of this orange peel taste out of my mouth. Ah, uh, there's how you pour yeah. beer. Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. See, now this, this episode, a... we, could, we can both use our, uh, it's all bullshit glasses because we're both hosting. So That's I've, got true. The, I've got the uh, flight home mug. It's all bullshit. And um, I'm uh yeah, yep. I, don't have, I, got, I don't have an extra glass, so do the, do the old cheers again like you did last time because I don't have the extra glass down here. All right, let's here give, we go. Let's give this one a whirl. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Almost, almost uh, probably not to this degree, but turn back the clock to uh, – Summer of 2019, almost a little tree for madness bitterness, if you ask me. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm not, it, I mean, that was one of my thoughts, you know, just initially, but uh, not bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in that category for sure, but definitely, you know, it's definitely a, a double IPA without question. Yes, oh for sure. Uh little hobo brewing. Um well, like I mentioned earlier in the pod, Trump just said we're going to April 30th with the social distancing guidelines. Um I think it started a week ago tomorrow. Is it been, is it one week or two weeks? Uh for you mean the the new guidelines? No, well when you know, they shut everything down other than grocery stores. Was that a week ago tomorrow or two weeks ago tomorrow? I think that was a week ago tomorrow. Yes. So, um, and it seems like it's starting to blend in. right? Well, now. yeah, it seems like it's been about 11 weeks, not one week, but um, <laughs> I have sure got caught up on my t- TV. Um, Netflix, I'm 11 episodes deep in Outlander. Highly recommend uh-huh. that series. 
Um, Better Call Saul season five is out right now on AMC. Uh-huh. And I, I kind of forgot about it. So I wanted a refresher. So I, I was able to watch episodes, episodes, seasons one through four. Um, and then I got caught up on direct TV on demand of season five. Yeah. Uh, the, the platform and the occupant two foreign Netflix films that are dubbed. I really like the platform, but it's not for the squeamish. That's for sure. <laughs> watched a ton of the office curb your enthusiasm criminal minds uh a lot wow. of that haven't been lifting weights and as, <laughs> uh since the boys hours have been cut uh we've ate dinner at the kitchen table the four of us a number of times which typically doesn't happen i mean next to never right and we've done puzzles played trouble clue life <clears throat> By the way, I won life and clue. Not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> champ. That's right. They don't call me champ for nothing. Um, how about you? How, how have you been uh, spending your time? Uh, it's kind of a potpourri right now. Uh, it's um, definitely we've got something going on. Like you said, uh, having the family here, uh, we've got a thing where each person has to rotate. Each person's got a day. And they pick a family activity that we do together for, you know, at the very least a half an hour, uh, preferably for, you know, like an hour. So, uh, you know, Max, the one day he had us go out and play horse in the driveway. Uh, Today, my family thing was playing King of Tokyo. Uh, It's kind of a fun board game. Um, And then, you know, just various things. It could be watching a movie. Um, McKenna, her thing was, uh, she's making some masks for, uh, for a senior citizen home. I guess they don't, they're not prioritized as needing masks. So they don't give them the, what is it? The, I, I'm sorry, the C95 or C85 masks. Um, they don't get sure. those. So, uh, you know, McKenna had a truckload of, uh, material and, and she had the stuff to do it. So we had kind of a Dawson sweatshop going on and uh putting together a bunch of i think she made 65 masks or something like that well hopefully uh, that you was, didn't sweat on the mask what's that now i said hopefully you didn't literally sweat on the mask uh no 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 that's figure of speech no it's a totally yeah um <laughs> uh so yeah it just um just a little bit of work uh, a little bit of some shows. What shows have I been watching? My God, I don't know. What did I watch today? I watched Independent Independence Day. Um, um, res- what was it? What's the second one? I can't even think of it. Resurgence. Okay. Yeah, Independence Day Resurgence was the second one. It's too bad they, they waited 20 years after the first one. The first one was, you know, I, I don't know if it was a box office smash, but it did really well in the theaters. And this one tanked. Um, I don't know. It's mildly entertaining anyway. Uh, what else? And I haven't gotten into, oh, I know what we're watching. Um, uh, Jason Bateman, the one in the Ozarks. That is it called? Is it called season, Ozark? No. Yeah. Season three started the 24th. Liz and I have not started that, but we have watched seasons one and two. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a cool one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, 
just uh, a couple piddly projects around the house. I would say definitely a, a, a large potpourri. A lot of reading. I've done more reading I've, in the oh, last geez. two weeks than I've done in the last two years. Well, I still haven't. I haven't been that bored, so I still haven't read a book. <laughs> so, oh, I think I, we. I think we I, talked I, about I, this before. Yeah, I, have, I haven't been that bored. I haven't read anything yet. Um, okay. in, in a way, that, uh, the coronavirus, I think, is like, you know, the, the movie Revenge of the Nerds? I remember it well. Um, they had, uh, this is kind of like the virus for nerds, not to be a bully or anything, but if you have no friends, this really hasn't affected your life in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but when you're like when you're like a dealer, dealer, you know, a social butterfly such as myself, uh, other than you know, I enjoy the time with my family. Don't get me wrong, but in, in a way, it, it's almost like uh, solitary confinement in prison must be. Hey, Mike, has anybody ever described you as a butterfly? Yes, quite often, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You mean like in the Muhammad Ali sense or? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. I understand, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. No, but yeah, if you're an introvert, yeah, if you're an introvert, I mean, there's definitely been some, some people, um, whether it be uh, Facebook or Twitter that have said, you know, basically, you know, I was built for social distancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, well, this doesn't really. Um, yeah. Going back to, uh, uh being like kind of like uh in prison so uh, solitary confinement and whatnot uh i was watched one of the many many episodes of criminal minds as i said earlier and uh, <laughs> penelope went as the only person for one of the, a character in a previous episode who was sentenced to death it was on death row and you know today was execution day and he had nobody not one person came to see him yada 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 so penelope actually was behind the glass when he died that put it put him at ease but not i'm not asking our listeners to give sympathy to mass murderers you know child molesters serial killers, nothing, nothing like that but unless you are just that far out of it and have no conscience whatsoever how horrifying is that would you imagine that walk you know just before you get the, I don't care how, you know, some people say you're not, it's more cruel than, you know, they, some say it's humane, some say it's cruel. I'm not, that's a whole different debate, a whole different podcast. I'm not talking that I'm talking the one minute walk and the one minute or whatever it takes to seal the deal. How terrifying does that have to be for, I mean, unless you just are an absolute monster with no conscience whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or you're just ready. Well, but how are you ready for that? I mean, like, if I asked you a question, would, would you like, to, and I think maybe on a, another pod we had yeah. talked about this before, like, would would you want to know the moment you die? You and mean, like, ahead of time? Let's say there's nothing. No, not a victim. Like, even if, it, if like, would you want to know that it's January 17th, 2099 of a heart attack at, 4 30 in the morning i mean do you want to know and there's nothing you can do about it either it's not like okay well geez if i you know if i don't do this or if i do this i can avoid that thing would you want to know your say i personally would not 
And if you, no, I mean, I, of course not. I wouldn't want to know, but. Well, that's what that's what execution is, though. That last ninety seconds, you know, it's like, uh oh, it's go time, baby. You, you would almost think you'd have a panic attack, wouldn't you? Yeah, but there's no, I don't know. Have Have you ever had surgery? Oh yes, I have multiple surgeries. But isn't it isn't it? Don't they just inject you? Wouldn't it feel like you know the doctor saying, "Hey, count backwards from ten for me," and you get to like seven, and boom, you're gone. Right, but. The doctors lead you to believe that you're going to come out of it. There, I mean, the guy, the guy that's injecting the serum at the ex, uh, on the execution, uh, the executioner, he's not telling yeah. you, "Hey, I'll see you in the morning, big fella." And I mean, they're sealing the deal with this one, so you know you're not getting. Now, yeah, when you go in, right. you know, people have died in the dentist chair, getting their wisdom teeth pulled out. Because yeah, you when you when you're getting, you know, put out. I mean, that's your that's your body's right. not really supposed to do that. So that right. can happen, but I'm just saying, this is, right. it. you know, going in, you, you know, you walk that last hundred yards, you get in that room, you sit in the chair and it's like, you're done. It's over. I, that, that, that's gotta be, well, if there's, if there's no pain and are you just leery about what's on the other side or if there's nothing or what, well, I mean, it's, it's just that it's the end. Just like, you know, you're watching yeah. a movie. You don't want it to end. You want to keep watching it. And when yeah. it's like, ah, fuck, man, I got to get back to daily life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't be terrified. It would just yeah. kind of suck. It'd be, de- it'd be, it might be depressing. Well, but then if I was, if I was on death row, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what would be more depressing if they said, ah, April fools. Yeah. You're going back to your cell. You're going to be in solitary for the next 25 years. I mean, well, like, well, that's what we've got. That's what we've got going now in real life. So what difference is that? <laughs> well, I don't think they could watch that many shows and movies in solitary. Can they? Three hots and a cot. <laughs> yeah. But the, <laughs> but, they, but they can't watch, uh, they can't watch. Uh, you can, I guess in the general population, you can. Oh sure. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about death row. I'm talking about death row solitary. What movie? I didn't hear it. My wife doesn't get cable TV. We'll get back to it. Um okay. all right. You're up first rate virtuoso, hazy double IPA from Lord Hobo Brewing. Um so take one more taste there. Got a little bit left in the bottom. Um I'm not a huge double IPA guy. So anytime that I can avoid bitter beer face, I will do that. Uh, like you suggested, this is a, this is a borderline, not quite a bitter beer face for me. A great IPA taste, by the way, I don't mind that it, it is bitter. Um, and I think, I guess I've been tasting enough. I can differentiate between the bitterness and the, and the actual flavor so I'm not going to go a four point. I'm going to go a three, seven, five. All right. I have actually already had mine written down and it's strange because um, it did have the good IPA flavor to it that I like. Um, I didn't think it had the the zip, the pizzazz that, you know, Helmet Breaker or Z's Pet Polar Bear did. It was almost, and like you said, I mean, as I drank this pint, 
it wasn't uh, as bitter as the initial first taste, but it was just kind of blah. So I actually had 3.75 as my rating as well. Oh, wow. Time for number three. Let's do it. Actually, uh, it's the uh, Bud Light of the trio. Fathom IPA from Ballast Point Brewing Company in San Diego, California. Uh, 6% with 60 IBUs. I called it Bud Light because obviously, you know, quite a bit less alcohol than the first two we sampled. Correct. And it's also uh, maybe Untapped is a huge just pour on the alcohol fan because Untapped is also the weakest version of the three, uh, not version, weakest ranking of the three beers at 3.64. So let's, All right. give this, let's give this bad boy a uh, world. I suppose it could go. This isn't a sexist podcast. I suppose it could be a bad girl. <laughs> right on. And I must have somehow shook that can as walking down the stairs because I opened it and it exploded. So. Oh, not good. I've, I've got a. Uh, I've got a good pour. I've got a, uh, an ice cream, a, a milkshake <laughs> in the glass. So our sampling, I'm going to have to go right from the can. Um, so without further ado, cheers, cheers. Interesting. No. Yeah. I think you set it up with the Bud Light thing, so I don't know why. Um, no, a, a really nice, um, India pale ale taste, um, kind of a little darker haze than, than the one before at the Virtuoso. It's refreshing. Yeah. It's, um, it'll come to me when I, uh, cause there, there's definitely an IPA flavor to it, but not as I've used in the uh, previous episodes, there's not that soapy. No. Dis mm -hmm. the, the taste of that most IPAs have, and and I know if I was trying to sell an IPA to somebody who's never had an IPA before, and I told them a soapy taste, they're probably like, "Well, yeah, I'm I, out. yeah, I'm not going to drink." So why do you like drinking soap? But that's just what it tastes like. I, I know that sounds like a negative, but it, it it really isn't intended to be a negative. That's my description of it. it um, crisp, crisp, crisp is actually the word I'm thinking of. Um, good flavor, crisp. Yeah, this this is actually. I I like it. Um, falls right in line with the sixty IBUs. Yes, correct. Uh, before I get into my, I don't have anything to blow up on my IDGAF segment today. I do have one though that kind of bothers me. But quick question. All right, let's say. Excuse me. Let's say. Friday before Memorial Day. Okay. Is the date everything's lifted and you know the world returns to normal, yada yada yada, blah blah blah. And there's a concert here, a concert there. The loons are at home, the tigers are at home, casinos are open. Do people 
play it conservative and say, well, it was just lifted. So I'm not going to go just yet, but I'll eventually go. Or do you think they just come, come full tilt all in we're back baby and let's get it on. I think there'll be a, I think it'll be a mixed bag. I really do. Not trying to be a fence rider, but I think well, that, well, that's, what you, that's exactly what you're hearing. But I, I'm going to go the other way. I, I think people are just would be, especially if that's the date. I think people will be so sick and tired of it. I think the Tigers will sell out. If the Tigers are at home that weekend, the Tigers will sell that series out. So you mean like it'll be like a Fast and Furious um, sequel where everybody will just jump in their cars and just full tilt, pedal to oh, the metal, just oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, somewhere. There'll be fist fights at blackjack tables just to get to an open seat. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there'll be there'll be elderly ladies elbowing other, you know, twenty somethings to get to their to get their seat there. Exactly. Um speaking of casinos, it's mind numbing what Vegas is losing right now. Oh, I bet. I mean it it I mean to shut those casinos down it, oh. it, what what they're losing is just I it's just staggering. You know, yeah, it's just amazing to me. Now, will, will you go back or will you be like, ah, I'm not going to go to a Loons game? I don't know if you ever went to Loons games anyway, but. Right. Or are you going to be the kind of, I don't feel safe, I'm not going or. Uh, at that point, it, it'll all depend on, it'll all depend on what I, what I hear and what I read and, you know, and where this thing is going. And, you know, we still, like I said, you know, Shelly's parents are still with us. My parents are still with us. So. It's, you know, the, the, we'll be apprehensive. Yeah. Yeah. Full send, baby. Full send, baby. <laughs> yeah. We might, we might be a little apprehensive and, and people are talking too about, you know, so once the summer hits and normally any flu, cold, any bugs that are, that are there during the, the winter, early spring, something like that, you know, it usually goes away during the summer, right? Yes. So, so people are talking about, you know, it might, you know, it might rear its ugly head or it might come around again, you know, once we get, once we get everybody back inside, you know, in the late fall, um, you know, and, you know, what happens at that point, hopefully there's procedures and stuff in place. So where we don't have to do a, we don't have to do a shelter in place thing in the fall or winter again. Well, if we do, what we'll do is we'll subscribe to that old uh, "Help Me, Blackhawk Larry." What? Who sang it? What song is it? Uh, why don't you find a short pier and take a long walk? <laughs> I think that's, that's Run DMC, yeah. is it? Got such a morbid. Oh my god! This is no way yeah. to. This is i told. This is no way to live. This is stupid. No, but in fact, well, if in fact, if that would be free. For someone that's going to freak out, you know, if they if they know when the end is coming, I mean. Well, that's yeah, that's not. But yeah, the, the not. This is stupid. This is beyond that. I'd rather be on death row. This is dumb. <laughs> um, you know, it, you know, like I said, it, if if I was, if I didn't have, if I wasn't the social butterfly that I am, <laughs> I probably would have already jumped off the Milwaukee Bridge headfirst. <laughs> I don't know. It's making me laugh harder. The the, <laughs> you describing yourself as a butterfly or or uh 
you know, you rather being on death row than, than sitting there watching movies and eating popcorn. Well, this is dumb though. I mean, it's stupid. And then, you know, it's not, and then fun. what, what is deemed essential and what isn't essential? That's just dumb. It's like, you know, I mean, this is almost a hashtag IDGAF in its, of its own. It's like, you know, well, it's kind of well, heading there, isn't it? Well, cause I, um, the Great Lakes ice cream is, is going to open up April 1st or May 1st. Because heaven no, forbid, ice cream is essential. I mean, it, it is essential. And, I don't know. It's that whole thing about food, you know. You can't, have, you can't have more than 50 people in place. Now, you know. There's no you, way that. You can't even go to church. But yet the one place I go for my job, that's the one place they allow more than 50 people. I mean, I thought Jesus, didn't Jesus touch a leper? So come on, there's, we got to get a little give and take here. There's got to be something going on here. And for so, that, for that one tweet that somebody said Nostradamus called it, and he intertwined different words. Nostradamus was a loser, and I stand by it. Anyway, let me get into my hashtag IDGAF for the week. All right. Viewer discretion advised. All right. The, st- the show starts out. All right. Sex. Okay. You might not want your kids seeing sex. I get it language all right you know hey heads up there's gonna be some f-bombs and some shits and some dams uh gore you know like i said if you watch uh if you ever watch the outlander or um the platform you know hopefully your stomach's not sensitive because it's there's pretty some gruesome scenes right uh violence okay you know i get all those parental advisories Netflix recently just started the last one, like I said, sex, gore, violence, language, smoking. (laughs) You're seriously going to put smoking as a viewer discretion advised because somebody's going to look, oh, God, look at that. That (laughs) Smoking a cigarette. Oh, fuck. Run for the hills. Hide the kids. Jesus Christ, that guy's got a cigarette in his hand. If if that is needed to be an advisory, like I said, we all ought to be on death row and they ought to end it all. That's just craziness. That's stupid. It, it drives me nuts. Like that is a that's a viewer discretion advice because somebody's going to be smoked because Kim Wexler has a cigarette in Better Call Saul. That's viewer discretion advised. That's dumb. I mean, that's when you've taken the rope and you've gone over the edge because that that is just dumb for anybody. So, oh, geez, I really like that show, but the one lady smoked a cigarette and Junior saw it. That's dumb. Well, yeah, Mike, he could have been influenced by that. Well, exactly. It didn't matter about the, the three people that were raped during the show. I mean, it was the cigarette that put him over the edge. So, anyway, we've spent a lot of time Talking about prisoners and death row and whatnot, which leads us to a random question. Oh, my. It's similar to one of our early random questions where you had to pick a song, uh, you know, but not entirely the same. Now, death row inmates get a last meal. I put last meal in quotations. Because number one, it's usually given like two or three days before they're actually executed. And number two, obviously, in this politically correct day and age we live in, it's not last meal. It is now special meal, which in and of itself (laughs) is a joke. So anyway, Dave, your last or special meal. 
you get an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. What is your meal? God. And by oh. the way, you don't want to get the death penalty in Oklahoma because Oklahoma, they put a $15 limit on your special meal. So you don't ever want to get death penalty in Oklahoma. Do they really? Yes, they do. Oh my God, 15 bucks? Hell, that won't even, does that even get you a happy meal in California? I don't know about California, but they won't go to California from Oklahoma. Oh, I thought you said Oakland. Oh, no, no, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Oh, my my bad. Okay. (laughs) I thought you said Oakland. I'm like, Jesus, you can't even go to McDonald's, a single person for $15 in California, I don't think. Anyway, all right, so appetizer. Oh, boy. Wow. I'm going to go with... uh, Appetizer, appetizer, appetizer. Who um, would a would an endless uh, Olive Garden salad be an appetizer? Yeah, I'm, obviously, if you like that salad, I'm sure you could get a refill on it. But I, obviously, you're not going to get endless. But yeah, you could choose that as your appetizer. <laughs> All right, and that can I do breadsticks with that? Yes. Okay. All right. So breadsticks and salad from Olive Garden as my appetizer. Uh, the main meal is going to be, oh uh, boy, some type of, I'm going to probably go with, man, I like I said before, I said in another pod, I'm kind of a, I'm nerdy and dull, so I don't really have too many audacious meals where, um, what would be what would be my meal? Oh, um, oh, I know. I'm probably gonna have either a. Can I can I have an and or? Sure. All right. So it's either gonna be actually um, a lot of the shared meals. You can have both of them actually. So I'm gonna either have uh, a real good brisket or um, a nice uh, a nice rack of ribs all right watch for dessert dessert. oh boy i'm gonna have it's gonna have to be some kind of an ice cream some kind of a um oh i know a tony's banana split sundae all right fair enough um myself I am going to go my appetizer, order of fried pickles. Okay. I, I really have never encountered a horrible fried pickle. If you're going to let me pick the location, I will take Buffalo Wild Wings fried pickles. And then a lot of choices to choose from. But I think as my last meal, I'm going to have my entree is going to be a pizza with very thick unflavored crust and jalapenos and sausage is my topping. And for dessert, uh, I think episode 13, we just sampled a beer with the same flavor. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, actually, you're going, out of the bo- you're going out of the box on this one. Well, not really. It's uh, what episode was it when we sampled the tiramisu stout or whatever it was, the tiramisu IPA. I'm going to have a, a tiramisu with a nice cup of a good, rich, quality 
black coffee. And that's wow. going to be, that, that's going to be my last meal. So basically you're going to make them pay once the, once it, once you're done. Well, pizza, pizza's fairly inexpensive. That's, I mean, that's a fair. No, 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 no. I meant make them pay in the sense that, um, uh, you know, with the jalapenos and the, Oh yeah. And, oh, that way. Yeah. And the fried in the fried pickles in the, Oh yeah, for sure. But so, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And by um, the way, for the for our yeah. listeners that aren't from the Midwest, Tony's the Tony's uh, banana split. That's that's probably uh, it takes an unusual human to finish one of those by themselves. Yes, very very big. That's what she said. <laughs> so but anyway, well, let's go ahead and rate the uh, Fathom IPA. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, episode 15 running a little long, but Hey, when you're locked in a vacancy, what else are you going to do? Right, Dave? Exactly. So, or, or if, uh, if George drown is on a long run, he can, you know, if it goes a little bit longer than 50 minutes, then he's fine. For sure. Exactly. That's, you know, everybody's out and about more. So give, we'll give them some extra listening. Which is a disconcerting before we rate this last beer episode 14, when the quarantine was in, in effect is one of our lowest listened to podcasts, which means when people have absolutely nothing to do, they still didn't listen to us. It's kind of frustrating. <laughs> so, this is a walkie bridge after all. So that was only at 500,000 listeners as opposed to the 750. Well, yeah, every, every other, every other listen has been well over a million and to get 500,000 is almost a slap in the face. Right. All right. So I liked Fathom IPA better than the untapped audience did. And I will rate it at. I think it was my favorite of the night. So I got to go higher than 375. Give me 385. Very interesting because I agree with you on that one. Only. That, yeah, I'm gonna have to go three nine zero. I found this just a little more pleasant. Um, if you really like the orange, that's great. Um, I don't know how many of those, maybe two, but this was, I found this one, like I said, I found it flavorful, crisp, just pleasant drinking. So I'm gonna go a 3.90, right? Well, yeah, getting back to the orange. That's that was the problem with the orange. That's why I went with a three point six five. Is because that by the time I was done with that one beer, it was like, okay, that's enough. You know, that was enough of that one. That's why I rated that one as low as I did. Although three six five is not a horrible rating, but no. Anyway, as I look down into my not a big deal glass, I see that I'm out of beer, and as the late great Stuart Scott would say, "You ain't got to go home." But you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>